You're listening to Critical End, episode number 60. The episode that watches you while you sleep. dream you've ever had um i can't take credit for this dream because it wasn't mine you you were incepted um, <laughs> um Good did, night, we incept, did we see incepted this weekend no you were in you yeah no you were incepted <laughs> it's the verb it's the conjugated form oh okay gotcha oh yeah it's your conjugating forms now yeah words i yeah um no i my sister had this uh, now classic dream in, in the lee family okay um in which she was chased by green ba- green uh, fairy babies, like green babies that flew around. Oh, that's terrifying. And the only way we could avoid these green babies if, is if we all got the shot. That was, um, and we found out that the shot actually, and the big twist at the end, like this is actually like a, a three-act dream, right? Um, the big, she, the whole time we're all running around, and one by one we're getting the shot. The whole right? family so, is that what she's the whole dreaming? family? Okay. Yeah. And so she finally ends up in the attic, and she's being surrounded by the green babies. And right then, the doctor who has been given the shot walks out, like between the middle of the green babies. And he's like, it's time for your shot. And she realizes right then that the shot turns you into the green babies. Whoa. Well, I know. I was like, this is great. So anyway, I stole that concept, made a million dollars off selling it to Spielberg, <laughs> and look for green babies coming soon. He's actually renaming it Gremlins 3. <laughs> yes, green babies. Green babies. Uh, yeah, to keep babies. It's a candy tie-in. That's actually not a terrible idea for like a Twilight Zone episode or a Tales from the Crypt. She should totally write no. that. Years later, that might be an insult, by the way, uh, but years no, later, uh, we finally saw Reanimator. Um, I, I think something about the doctor with the, with the uh, syringe loaded with that green glowing stuff uh-huh. made me remember that dream, um, which might be one of the reasons I like that, like that movie. So, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll get around to writing yeah, the short film version of Green Babies. That's a pretty good dream, I have to admit. Although, not yours. What's the weirdest dream you've had? Um... I dreamed one time that she told me the story about green babies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> out. I, yeah, I don't. I really, to be honest, I can't think of any crazy dreams. I know I've had them, but I'm not one who really looks for any sort of meaning or like. I'll wake up in the morning and be like, "Yeah, it was a pretty cool dream." And um, one thing about me, though, that uh, some people know, is that I love a good nightmare. Like the scarier, the better. If I wake up like almost screaming, then it's an awesome dream. And really? I like, I'll turn like, "Oh yeah, that was a good one." Wow, um, I've I've never met anyone who likes nightmares. You got a little catharsis knowing that it wasn't real. You're like, oh, thank goodness. So Ryan, what's you? What's your craziest dream? I know, I guess I didn't quite have an answer for that, but yeah, I, I like nightmares. What can I say? Um, my scariest nightmare as a kid that I recall was I dreamt. Actually, I've had to tell two different stories, and they both have to do with my sister. Weirdly enough. Hey, I told a story about my sister too. Yeah, you're right. We have deeper problems here. Yeah, we are pretty fucked up as people. Um, As people go. I I dreamed that my sister had like uh, there was like straw coming through her face, like 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 you're a scarecrow kind of a thing. You and I have great visuals for our dreams. Yeah, you would think we'd be better directors. Yeah, right, right. Um, Okay, yes, straw coming through the face. Like she was a scarecrow, so like there was straw poking out of her eye sockets. And then also through her, like, cheeks and mouth and stuff. And it was terrifying as a visual. Uh, So that was really scary. And then a dream that I – just it was a weird dream that I had actually um, last night. 
Uh, it's a true story. I dreamed I punched my sister in the face. <laughs> Wait, now you... I gotta go! <laughs> Hello, right, sister! <laughs> and she was really upset about it, as... as yeah, I, I would think so, would imagine. right. And then, right after that, I woke up, and I remember thinking, well, she did deserve it. And then I was like, Wait! <laughs> Only later did I realize, like, what was I thinking? Um, anyway, I, okay. so, Ashley, if you're listening, I want to punch you in the face. And, and maybe, because probably because you're a straw monster, secretly. I, I want to apologize on behalf of Ryan, Ashley, <laughs> for the face punching. Um, no, actually, you have reminded me. And maybe you should chop the show up so I tell this beforehand when you actually ask me the question. Okay. Um, this, I, I'm sure, like I said, there's been tons, um, I'm sure. But one that does stand out in my mind is one that I had in college. Um, you know, I'm, like, I'm sleeping in my bed and... Um, my bed was set up, and you might have had the same way, because I, I know you lived in the same dorm. My bed actually faced the closet. Uh, yeah, mine did too. I had this dream, which was a pretty solid nightmare when it comes down to it, because it took place... It's one of those dreams that kind of takes place in your, the room you're sleeping in, you know? Yeah. Um, and in the dream, I wake up in that bed to the noise of the doorknob rattling on the closet, which, you know, I'm just looking at straight from my bed, right? The doorknob opens, and this man in a business suit walks out, and, and he sits on the end of my bed. Um, and he says, like, inside this briefcase is an answer, and then that's all I remember in the dream. Um, <laughs> that really, really wow. creeped me out. I, it was something about, it wasn't like a monster coming out of the closet, it's something about this guy, like, in a very straight-laced business suit walking out of my closet that's really incredibly creepy. Um, and not only that, but he's offering you some kind of crazy deal or something. Yeah, really, um, which is really weird. I'm sure there was more to the dream, like, what the deal might have been, or it might have just been one of those, like, Tarantino-esque type situations where I never find out what's in the briefcase, uh, where he just, like, keeps talking around it. Uh, but who knows? Um, dreams, Ryan. They be crazy, I'd say. It's true. Wow. Um, well, uh, you know, if you think it's... you're some sort of dream expert and you want to tell us what our dreams mean, uh, then feel free to email us. Let us know. We'll read them on the show. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think every podcast does a "Send Us Your Dreams" episode. I've listened to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> it happens more than you think. So, but please. Excuse me. <laughs> How naughty of us, though. We're like, if you're a sexy lady and you have dreams about us, please let us know. Yeah, uh, and then we will in turn have dreams about you to thank you, and we will meet you in that dream. Um, See you on the astral plane. And nothing that you do in a dream is considered sexual harassment. I should tell you that right now. After that court order, um, okay. it's, we've learned it's true. Anyway, speaking of uh, predators and uh, people who have goatees that make them look like them, we saw uh, Inception with Leonardo DiCaprio. I was hoping you were going to say we saw Predators again. We saw Predators again. That Predator has a disgusting goatee. <laughs> a disgusting goatee. Yeah, um, yes, yeah, we saw Inception, um, which I will Nolan. yeah, which I will come out and say I was uh, very excited about uh, in the beginning. Um, I noticed a lot of people weren't. This, it's the, Everyone's kind of making this movie out to be a sleeper hit. Like I kind of look at them like, wait, did you not know this was probably going to be something? A lot of advertisements um, for it. And I think the reasoning behind this, Ryan, is despite the fact there were a lot of advertisings, they did a great job not telling you what the movie was about. Right. Um, and I think you and I discussed this in the past, but I'm still for that. I, I you know, it's one, I guess you kind of want to know what a movie's about whether or not you want to give it your money. Uh, yeah. But no one's, I guess, built up enough street cred now where he doesn't have to tell you. Well, you have um, to give just a little bit of a hint. Like, they basically said, you know, uh, Leonardo oh, DiCaprio yeah. is in a dream world and can do cool things. Like, all right, well, that's enough, you know. Um, and, yeah, the trailers really just showed you the visuals and gave you no story, really. Besides, they shoot guns, too. Right. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of excited about it. Um, and so we checked it out this weekend. And, um, Ryan, I, I'm glad to say that we finally, I think, have that Oscar movie um, that I've been um, uh, screaming and moaning and wishing that we had, like, for the past few shows now. Yeah, I, I agree. This is a potential Oscar movie right here. And it's it's it's... Not that it's like an outstanding blow you away type 
movie. Although, I admit that I did not get everything out of the ending that you did when we talked about it. And then after we talked about it, I was like, oh, wow, it does put a new light on things for me. So I'm actually liking it even more than I did um, before. But this is easily a movie that uh, could end up being a Best Picture nominee, especially in the world of ten nominees. So I'm pretty Which sure I, we'll that's see. That's going to be hard to reach that ten this year. Oh, yeah. Well, it's this and, you know, Transformers 3, even though it won't be out yet. I'm sure that'll be the case. Vince the Fallen Fallen, yeah. Which, by the way, Transformers is shooting in Chicago right now. And I was trying to get to the theater to see Inception, and I couldn't because Michigan Avenue's closed. I had to like, take a different route. So, like, Transformers 3 isn't even in theaters yet, and it's already ruining my movie-going experience. Ryan, Ryan, folks, Ryan has this notorious thing of showing up on, uh, or funny about movies uh, being shot there and where he's at, um, and they always turn up to be terrible. Because I think the last time it was, like, when you walked on the set of Public Enemies. Yeah, it was, yeah, I walked on the set. You're like, oh, my dad, Christian Bell's going to be awesome. I'm like, Ryan's on the set of Public Enemies. I can't wait for this movie. I see Public Enemies. I'm like, Ryan was on the set of Public Enemies. Yeah. Should have just unplugged something while he was there. That was why the movie was bad, because I just walked on the set ruining every take. Everything was low lit, and there wasn't shot on film, because Ryan just took everything while he was there. It's you still Christian Bell. a lot of 35 millimeter cameras here. I don't approve of this motherfucker. We are over-professionally, Ryan. Like, who are you, anyway? I don't really... Anyway, uh, no, no, back to important no, news. Actually, hold on. I, I was actually uh, reading a really funny article about that. Oh. Um, apparently, there was like, people jumping off the Trump Tower for uh, um, Transformers 3. Hmm. Um, and there was an even better th- uh, thing where they had, there's actually pictures online you guys can go look at. Of people walking downtown Chicago with the, uh, the quote-unquote uh, Transformers themselves. On a stick, because you know that's how you shoot. They put the actual head of what it's going to look like uh, on, a, on a really stick, and they walk around and hold it. Uh, um, so I think that's something worth looking into. Have you seen any Transformers walking down, like no the street? Right and anyway? had I no. thought about it, I would have gone to the theater earlier, and so I could walk down Michigan Avenue and check about the, sh- the filming first. Um, I've, other people uh, have said they were down there, and it's just—I mean, when they're down there, it's mostly just like people driving trucks around that aren't the Transformers. Like, it's, like, right. really boring stuff, and then, of course, I imagine... Yeah, they're not going to see any Transformers. I hope they know that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, I mean, apparently, you know, you can catch Shia LaBeouf at some point. He'll be here. He's in town, but who knows? He's a, yeah, he's always in some Walgreens there, knocking That's some meals. That's true, meal. he is. Yeah. <laughs> that is. I hope they're shooting where that happened, because that is where that happened. And then, when they shot Transformers 2 there, that's when he got in that car accident, yep. so... He just he's he's on his way to destroy Chicago as we speak. True. Um, it's that old Simpsons joke. They're like, look, Robert Downey Jr. is having a shootout with the cops, and they're driving on the studio set. You know? Yeah. They're like, yeah, yeah, but where are the cameras? That's uh-huh. Shia's career right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Transformers shooting there now. Go to Chicago, try and get on the set if you can. <laughs> anyway, you can check us out at critical-n.com and iTunes. <laughs> just end the show there. And hear our Inception review somewhere else. That that would be great if we just also left our review just as nebulous as Inception. As Inception, which is in... kind of where we're going to go with this. Um, uh, I guess we should talk about the story really quick in okay. some way. Let me, let, me, let me break this down for you, Logan. Tell me if you think okay. it sounds interesting. To I'm going to try it out. I'll draw, I'll draw out what you're talking about. See if about. you can follow me. Pretend you're Ben Kingsley with a chalkboard. Oh, my God. I'm lost already. And figure it out. Um, anagrams are going to be involved somehow? Yes, Inception okay. is Septican. It was an elaborate time. ploy the whole time. <laughs> Your gun is chocolate. The most um, elaborate ploy of all time, I'm sorry. Anyway, Predators. So, uh, <laughs> or prison movies with Vader Brody. So Leonardo DiCaprio and his ragtag team of dream warriors, <laughs> a la Friday the 13th, um, they're basically a team of professional thieves, but their thievery takes place in people's dreams. So you hire them, to do high-stakes corporate espionage and steal secrets from very important people's minds. So Sounds like that movie of Steve Martin and Michael Caine. <laughs> Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Like, yeah, wasn't that what they did? They conned people in their dreams? 
I don't know if he saw the correct movie. No, wait, wait, wait. That movie just crushed my dreams. That's what I'm thinking. Okay, about. excellent, excellent. What? Well, how did it? It's a good movie. <laughs> good show. Uh, no, I like that movie a lot, too. I like when Steve Martin's acting like a little kid. He's like pooping his pants. This is the stuff. worst side story ever. Oh, okay. It. Well, let's cut that and get back to the show. Okay. So they and steal stuff from people's minds, and it's very impressive. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is there, and I was like, when I saw him in the trailers, I was like, good, because I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He deserves a part in a high-profile movie like this, and he did a great job. He did, but it could have been anybody. Yes, you're right, but he I still did a great job. Okay. Anybody with a slick back haircut, that is. Yeah. I'm doing uh, it right now. Uh, don't. Don't do it. You're ruining the Inception. The one alpha, alpha hair still standing up. Anywho. <laughs> that's why they didn't cast you. That's right. All right. All right. So anyway, uh, they have this high stakes job that is going to hopefully allow DiCaprio to go back to the United States because he can't go there because uh, he's got some legal trouble that you'll find out if you watch the movie exactly what the details are about that. So he puts together this team. He needs a new architect, which is the person who builds the dreams, the actual dreams that they use to fool people into giving up their secrets in the dream. And uh, he gets Ellen Page to be his new architect, teaches her how to be awesome and dreamly and stuff. And that's how we learn how things work because she doesn't know how things work and he explains it to her. Other thing worth mentioning is that DiCaprio's um, uh, former wife keeps showing up in the dream world to cause trouble, and we have to learn exactly why Wait that a is. I saw this movie. It's Shutter Island, Ryan. No, no, no. You're, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking this is Shutter Island, it's Ryan. Shutter Island, yeah, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. Um, and it's not. It's much, much better. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, about being better than Shutter Island? Yes, although keep in mind for the record, I, I also like Shutter Island, but this is still a better movie. Well, I do, but first of all, Ryan, mm-hmm. who do you think would win? Leo's ragtab team of Dream Warriors or Freddy Krueger? So, not the actual Dream, War- Dream Warriors, but Freddy Krueger no. versus the cast of Inception. No, 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 no. See, they'd go into a Dream where Freddy Krueger's already, like, terrorizing somebody. Oh. And then would they win? Because it's Freddy Krueger. Oh, so it's Dream Rescuers. Like, instead of Thiefs, they go into your Dream... Yes, from Disney. <laughs> well, you didn't... It's Harry Bruckheimer. Is it Disney Digital D, though? Um, yes, but right. extra, like and, it's a brawl size. No, Disney Double D? That's yes. terrible. <laughs> um, they're, they're really exploiting Hannah Montana at this point, I think. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, ooh. Oh, um, let me get Miley on the phone. Uh, hey, oops. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I called Ryan by mistake. <laughs> it's okay, uh, it's okay, Logan. I was yeah. just... All right. But anyway, the answer is clearly Freddy. Now, um, so, what did you think? Okay, I flat out love this movie. I, I can't even hide this, okay? Now then, a lot of people were kind of like, Logan's going to hate this movie. I kind of thought and, you would. And see, that's kind of weird because I don't know where they're getting this from. Um, I, I, there might be – the one major thing here, I guess, might be that I did not like Nolan's last film, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. um, which makes me the minority, if not the single minority in America. Um, who did not like that movie. Although I have great reasons for not liking that movie. I think some of which we've discussed on the show before. And some of which you're right about, although they just aren't very big reasons. Well, most people are like, okay, you're right about that, but you know, I mentioned Ignorance, blah, blah. Right. I think everyone was just like, oh, Heath Ledger's a joker for that movie, mm-hmm. um, is what really sold them on it. But for what's worth, I, I, you know, I still gave that movie a five, so that's like a three out of five stars there, So which means I still like The Dark Knight, okay? okay. Um, but you know, at that, when it's a five out of ten from Logan, it's, you're still going to hear mostly about what he did not like. Um, but meanwhile, I've liked every other Nolan film I've seen, which I think is all of them. Um, I watched his first film, The Following, not too long ago. I think it's still a watch instantly on Netflix, so check uh-huh. that out. Um, uh, of course, I saw Memento. Classic. Uh, I have, okay, now I think about, I have not seen Insomnia. That's the only one I've not seen. Um, but I love The Prestige. I was the person who kind of wanted to give The Prestige a 9 out of 10, mm-hmm. and then people started talking me out of that. 
Um, so I settled for an eight on that movie. <laughs> you know, I, I feel like in your stories, you're always followed by some rabid fan base who's asking about your ratings. <laughs> it's like, what do you think? You're crazy. Um, but but it's weird because now uh, the prestige is kind of like people will kind of ignore that in his catalog, which is weird. Only because I guess The Dark Knight ended up being there. Um, like as far as other known films, I did not like. Um, the only one I really really despised was Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, a lot of that's my own fault. I will admit because I wanted a Batman movie and that was not it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you know he followed The Dark Knight. He's like, here's something for you, Logan. Um, right. But and then you well, hated. I, I've always thought that, uh, especially with when you watch something like Memento, or even to you know a point, The Prestige, that Nolan is a great writer um, and a great uh, visual director. Like he knows what looks good, and he doesn't use a lot of CGI, which kind of attracts me in the first place. Um, but I've never felt like I there was any reason for him to be like set apart um, from like as you know like Spielberg or some sort of huge Hollywood director uh-huh. and I never thought his name would quite reach that but now I think it really has and I think it deserves to reach that if anything mm-hmm. uh, we will hear Oscar talk and all of it's so well deserved at this point Ryan I'm going to say something that I don't say very often this movie is stunning um, and I really think it is at this point uh, the best movie of the year um, that's of that's of all the movies that's been released in 2010 I know we're kind of like halfway through the year so there's more to come but nothing good that I know about mm. um I can really stand behind this movie. As far as uh, should, I, should I get into things I didn't like really quick? Yeah, like, sure. What I about you liked? Uh, um, I, there's so much to like in this movie, but I don't want to give a lot away. Um, one, it really works because it's so intelligent. Um, it's it's very rare that I can sit at any movie now and say like, oh, you know, I, like I'm I'm hearing and I'm seeing stuff that's very original, um, and it seems almost ahead of its time, and I'm seeing something that I've never actually seen before in a movie either. Uh, that almost never happens in this world of remakes and sequels. And what was that? Just the, the whole movie. The whole, like, concept The whole movie of, was something you've never seen before. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously he borrowed heavily from other directors. It's funny, because after this movie, my girlfriend turned to me, and she's like, well, if you ever want to see people skiing, shooting guns, there you go. I'm like, well, that's like every James Bond movie, though. Hmm. Um, and actually, today, when I went back and read some about Nolan, he said that uh, on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which was a James Bond movie famous for that, uh, is one of his favorite films of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really shows. You can tell, it's, you know, it's funny, after I saw this, that Nolan's obviously borrowing some stuff for Inception. Um, but what's going on, I think, far outweighs all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's used in an homage type situation, if anything. Uh, but this is a great film, right? It's very, it's visually stunning, um, and it's very intelligent in a way that it really challenges the audience to think about stuff, and it, it's open to so much discussion afterwards. Um, and I, I wouldn't even trust us at this point, to be honest with you folks, because I, I wouldn't trust any critic who, who can say that they can explain this movie to you after seeing it one time. Yeah, I agree. Um, There's definitely a lot going on here, and you need to yeah. see it twice to get it. I, I want to see it again myself, especially because once we started talking about it, I realized that you picked up on this whole other thing that I didn't even pick up on. It, it works for however people think. Like, different people think different ways, obviously, and I was, you know, once we, you know, like you said, when we started talking about this, we kind of realized that I had picked up on different things in the movie than you had, so we both had different scenarios as to what happened, and they both work, for what's mm-hmm. worth. Mm-hmm. Or we both have reasons why they should work. Absolutely. So, I, uh, I think that it was... Uh, I agree that it, there's a lot of here that you haven't seen before. Like this whole concept of uh, dream espionage is very cool. Um, I really liked uh, the world he built around that. Uh, the idea that people would know about it and also be prepared for it, so that you would meet, you know, some resistance in the dream coming from the the subject. Uh, all that sort of like detail that he builds up is very cool. Um, I love the uh, the performances are pretty damn outstanding. Uh, you know, I make fun of DiCaprio's goofy facial hair, but he's a great actor. Um, it's true. He needed this movie to remind us of that too. I think. Absolutely. There, there really wasn't a bad performance in the movie uh, at all. I thought they were all great. Um, uh, the, uh, the whole, the, the action, of course, is great. The cinematography is great. Um, 
it's a smart movie for the most part, uh, which I always really enjoy. And um, the it was it was satisfying and interesting. It, it basically it had what I want from a from a movie, which I say every episode. I feel like, but I want interesting plots, interesting exterior story, but with an interior story that, that's showing you the motivations of the character that actually pays off at the end as well. I want you know an emotional journey plus an, a, an interesting exterior plot. It, that's all I asked for, Logan. <laughs> and I got it with this movie, and I was uh, really into it. Now, uh, should I transition into things that were a little disappointing? Well, uh, quickly let me say that. I personally have always thought that a, um, a good movie is entertaining, but a great movie challenges you in some way, or you leave the theater looking at the world in a different way. This is you presenting your Oscar to Christopher Nolan and, in a couple of years. And, and for me, this is, this is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, who the hell is this guy? <laughs> Um, and that's why. Well, although I, like, I was in the yeah. parking lot hanging outside a few minutes ago and beat up Robert Downey Jr. to get this part. All right, go on. So this Oscar goes to you, Nolan Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Logan. <laughs> um, but okay, so do you, do you want me to talk about stuff I didn't like? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. First of all, a minor complaint, Ryan. The names. Okay. Now I didn't realize until I got home and started reading about some of the names in this movie that. They're all, it's pretentious name dropping is all this is for the most part. Um, and I always thought that was a really dumb reason to have. I mean, there's more pretentious name dropping in this movie than an episode of Lost People. Um, they're saying that, hey, look, we're mentioning these names. That makes us smarter than anybody else. Um, all the names in the movie somehow tie into famous philosopher, philosophers, philosoph- philosoraptors. Right. Um, all, the, all the names in this movie somehow turn, turn uh, <laughs> all the, <laughs> no one. All my exes live in Texas and... <laughs> All the names in this movie somehow relate to famous philosophers or famous dream scientists, etc., etc., right? right? That's no reason to have stupid names in your movie, um, Christopher Nolan. Uh, now, I think uh, Leo's character is Dom somebody. Dom Cobb. Is that right? Yeah, and uh, instantly I was like, Dom DeLuise? Every time they mentioned his name. Um, and then, uh, furthermore, uh, his wife, his, her name is, M, is spelled M-A-L, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think my reading on that said it was Latin for bad or evil or something like that. Yeah, Mal, also um, Spanish, yeah. Uh, but it's they pretty much say mall, like M A W the whole movie. No, and they I say kept, mall, mall. They, well, it, well, it seemed like it went back and forth depending on whose accent it was, because there are a couple of different accents going on in this movie. Um, and it, it was goofy to me every single time, and it kind of took me away from what was happening. Okay. That's all a minor complaint. I start, I start, start minor and get to my only real complaint about this movie, Ryan. Um, and that's the whole. St- uh, this whole backstory involves a lot of emotion, and to be honest, I think there was more emotion going on with Caprio's character and Shutter Island. Um, if anything, this movie to me seems more brains and emotions, and I, I guess Nolan's happy with that. But the but the parts that were supposed to be really sad weren't as sad as I thought they should be. Um, but he's really kind of sacrificed brains for emotion in this in this movie, and and for me that worked. Uh, it's a, a very minor complaint, but my heart was never really there when it was supposed to be in the movie. Um, I, I was more like get back to the cool special stuff, effects stuff that's going on, and the things that really challenged me. In an intelligent way and matter, and oh boy, there's still popcorn left. I found it in this guy's bag over here. Sure, right. Some this popcorn. That's a oh, fair this. point. Yeah, that's a fair um, complaint. I didn't. It, it it wasn't that big of a deal for me. Okay. Um. So stuff you dislike then? Uh, stuff I disliked. A movie that is that it comes off as this intelligent that uh, is about sort of like twisty turny, you know, semi sort of a puzzler kind of movie, if you will, as much as it's more sort of a sci-fi action movie, but it has sort of this, this element of, um, of philosophy and intelligence. 
Um, for a movie like that, you kind of want it to sort of like have a script that kind of is a you know is, is bulletproof. It's like a Swiss clock script where everything makes sense. Um, a lot of stuff was left open on purpose, and there's a certain amount of that that I will accept. But then there's a lot of things that sort of are like, all right, you kind of are violating your own rule, or you openly state a rule that really makes no sense. You just state it as fact, and like I'm supposed to believe it. And I did believe it. And I went along with it. Uh, at the end of it, though, I have to say, like, okay. It wasn't like, wow, this was a perfect script. It was like, well, it it had some obvious things that I'm ignoring because I enjoyed the movie so much. At the end of it, I sort of feel like it's – if if you can call like a good popcorn flick dumb, goofy fun, I would say that this movie was smart, goofy fun. It wasn't really dumb. It knew what – it knew that it was sort of like openly ignoring a few things, but um, it was still goofy. You had to sort of make a lot of uh, concessions in your mind to follow it, and it definitely contradicted stuff that it set – uh, out uh, that it's itself you know uh, set forward so that was a little bit annoying um the other thing is i think it re and nolan wrote it and i think that it, the, as a story it's really uh, smartly done i think that it reads like a first draft or it looks like one and especially at two two hours and some it certainly seems like a first draft because it's pretty long you never notice it, it doesn't feel long i'm just mm-hmm. saying that that's more evidence that like maybe a second pass would have been fine because i feel like a lot of the dialogue um Sometimes it's really smart, and sometimes it comes off really stilted, and sometimes it's saying things that are kind of obvious, and sometimes uh, it's like, well, two characters are talking to each other, and they're saying things that both should know, so why am I hearing it, you know? It feels a little bit sophomoric. It's not often, it's not enough to to ruin the movie, but it's sort of like, you know, you clearly could have done an edit pass on this, Nolan. Especially there are whole scenes where I feel like, all right, we didn't really need to see that. It was cool and everything. Um, So, you know, it's a little bit unpolished from that respect, which took some points off uh, for me. But overall, I uh, really liked it. Well, I didn't. I don't quite see the goofiness in this movie. In fact, if anything, I feel like this was him very straight faced the entire time. Um, there were like might have been one or two joke lines thrown in there, but that was about it. Um, as far as like the stuff that contradicts the other stuff going on in the movie, like the, the rules are kind of meant to be broken, and they do. Otherwise, they wouldn't introduce rules in the first place. Um, but I think a lot Doesn't of that's really kind of. Sense, but go on. Um, well, I mean, that's why, like, when you introduce rules in any sort of movie, you know later on those rules are going to come into effect somehow, is what I'm saying. And they do in this movie. But I think the point is kind of that, like, the, you're saying that things are contradicted. And I think that's kind of the point of what he's getting at here, Ryan. Um, I can't say too much more about giving away the ending um, and what you might be led to think one way or the other here. Uh, but there's several different things that happen in this movie that I, I think kind of relate. Now, that's no excuse um, for, like, how you can't, I, you know, so many... It's kind of like the Shutter Island effect. It's easy to write off the really dumbass stuff early on in the movie when you find out what the twist is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, it's no, ex- no, no excuse for bad writing. I don't think this is bad writing. I think this is him trying his best um, and just kind of ignoring a few things. Uh, but to me, none of it's really goofy. Um, and, you know, the, the crazy thing was, after you said, like, this seemed like a first draft to you, I was, I'm sure you might read this. He spent eight years on this script. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of insane. So I'm wondering if at any point he ever showed this to anybody else. Or he's like, you know, I'm kind of happy with everything I, I have here. Um, his movies are always notoriously long. Um, this is no different, I guess. I'm sure he spent eight years, eight years perfecting the story. But then mm-hmm. once he had it exactly how he wanted it, he should have taken a pass at then perfecting the individual moments within that story. He probably did. I'm just saying that's how it felt to me. Well, you know, a lot of times, too, I think that you get really set in your own story. So this might have been one of those situations where someone like you and I would probably come in and be like, well, you know, you might want to change this or change this here. I give this person uh, more background, etc. And he's like, no, 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 this is all important to my story, blah, blah. I'm sure he has reasons for what he did. Uh, once again, no excuse. I can see why it feels that way to you, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but my final thoughts on this is something I want to say is uh, I, I want to – I'm thinking, Ryan, you gave Shutter Island an 8. 
I gave um, Oh, yeah, I did. I have no clue what you gave Inception. We'll get to that in a moment. I don't think you know what I gave it either. But the the funny thing is, um, Shutter Island came across like it was written by a 14-year-old fanboy, Ryan. And um, it totally shows, because it is like a complete moronic script compared to Inception. Um, like, Shutter Island is just like, oh, I'll write whatever I want to. It doesn't matter. I have this in that can explain everything away. Well, I feel like most of what we're seeing in Shutter and in, um, Inception is there for a reason. And it relates to what happens at the end. And it gives you a reason to go back and see it again. Well, once I found out what the ending was to Shutter Island, I was just like, you know, forget this. I, I never want to see this again. Inception's um, better, but I don't think the gap is as wide as you're, as you're implying it is. Well, you know, there's no... To, to, yeah, to be honest, there's no clear relationship between these two. So it's kind of... It's not for me to bring up. Um, besides the fact that Leo's in the two, both of them. Right, and that you um, did bring it up. And I did bring it up. Right. But it's kind of what I was thinking when I was leaving this movie because of the whole wife thing and all that. Um, but it's... It, it only stands out to me because so many people were calling Shutter Island the best movie of the year there. And I never quite saw Shutter Island. It was the first movie of the year. And before Inception, I think so far it was the only movie of the year to have any sort of Oscar talk behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still don't see that Shutter Island. I really hope not much comes from that. Um, because if they have to look at one movie that DiCaprio did this year that deserves it, it's Inception, I think. Yeah. Um, if they have to look at yeah. one confusing DiCaprio starring movie. <laughs> this is it right this here. This is it. I hope this he does one a couple is more. Com- this one's confusing, which is good. Shutter Island's not confusing because they pretty much explain it all the way at the end with this stupid ending. Um, but I, I don't know. We, we're not going to get into the whole Shutter Island fight again. I will um, say... And luckily, I think Inception's here to stay while luckily Shutter Island's already disappeared for the most part. I will say um, that Inception benefits from not even not trying to have a twist ending. Exactly. Right. That's the whole point, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, final rating on Inception for me is an 8. Now, I did go back and forth with a 9, but in the end, I don't think there's enough there to really warrant a 9 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a really good time at the movies, though, and it made me think, and both those things don't haven't happened that much this year. Gotcha. Uh, I rated it a 7. Uh, I thought that uh, some of the sort of, you know, and when I say goofy, I don't necessarily mean goofy in the way I think you're thinking, but I'm not going to get too deeply into it here, but when I, some of the goofiness sort of pulled it down a little bit for me. Although I have to admit... When um, you opened my eyes to this other perspective, I actually was like, oh, that's better than I thought it was. So uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, it's a really high 7 uh, at, the very, at the very least. But I'll stick so with 7 might... for now. I want to see it again, okay. and we'll see. Well, I'll definitely pick this up on DVD, Blu-ray, um, and maybe VHS if it's available that way. Who knows? <laughs> Audio cassettes. I'll, I'll, I'll VOD uh, it. Yeah, comic um... book by Marvel, the novelization. Later on, and we'll see if that changes either of our ratings in any way. Until then, Ryan, what I'm hearing from you is that Shutter Island is your pick for best movie of the year. I forgot that you'd rated a movie an 8 already this year. Yeah, I think I rated that an 8, yeah. Although I so, did like Inception better, but I gave it a 7. Is this a mid-year spoiler alert that your number one film at the end of... If, we, if the year was in right now, and we you know, released our episode and our list, Shutter Island, Shutter Island would be that movie? Uh, possible. Well, I mean, well, if we were in now, isn't that the only movie you've given an 8 to this year? I don't know. I don't remember. Okay. I don't remember either. Yeah. Um, but there you go. I complained these past few episodes about really wanting a good summer movie um, and really wanting a movie that I could feel like I want to watch the Oscars so hope, hopefully if that movie um, watch that movie win awards. And I think I got it. I'm really happy for that. Um, so I'll just quit now. Um, no more critical end for me, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> well, finally. Now... To, uh, Take that cruise I always talked about to that island with the asylum on it. Oh, that's um, wow, that's ironic. I, uh, should I tell him? Ah, I shouldn't tell him. Never mind. Here, Logan, smoke these cigarettes for me. <laughs> do it. Oh. <laughs> I like the movie a lot better after everything he says Mark Rufio. I was like, do it. <laughs> it's uh, no, Rufalo, it, goddammit. Uh, oh, yes. I, I'm sorry. Jesus like a muffin of some sort. Um, no, I, I think Inception's a great film. 
Um, and I will stand behind that. And, Ryan, I, I think I've told you this already. I'm already going to see it again tomorrow. Tomorrow, of all things. Wow. Let me um, know. Re- Let me know as soon as you see it, how it holds up. I'm a, you know, this is the first movie this year that I've seen tw- that it's going to be that I've seen twice. So, yeah, hopefully it will hold up. Who knows? Maybe I'll discover something that instantly drops it to, like, a 4 out of 10. <laughs> like, Bell shows up doing his Batman voice or in something. In the background, he didn't notice <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> he just walks by, he's like, Batman walks by in the background. He's doing like, his own narration. Yeah, of course, because he's Batman. <laughs> is that you, Scarecrow? He's not doing his... What's that? That's not Batman. <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry, Batman's like, I rape little boys. Why Batman would never even say that I unless he was in disguise as Bob the Rapist, which he does. <laughs> I'm Bob. Batman, the, Bob the Rapist. Batman the Rapist? Batman the that rapist. was one of the worst. A new musical comedy starring Logan <laughs> Why did Michael Keaton agree to do that? I got Michael Caine, too. That's it. Alfred's like, I don't, I don't know if you should do the raping so much tonight, Logan. He's like, well, uh, enjoy it. I <laughs> uh, am right. Batman the Rapist, after all. Come on. Well, you know where you can get some more rape? Uh, is it critical-n.com? Um, oh, we rape all the time. We're just we're rape we're raping movie news there and movie related articles and subjects. Um, so check out our, our blogs and stuff. Hmm? I'm rapealicious. Yeah, that, your your fruitopia flavor never caught on, but uh, I liked it. Uh, <laughs> now illegal in most of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's still made from bugs though. Um, <laughs> and where else can they check us out? Oh, um, uh, Facebook. Okay. Here it's all the rage. According to uh, Twitter. Which is even more the rage right now, Ryan. Rageier, yeah. Um, and iTunes, which is the rageiest. All right. All the kids are raging and inging about it. If you do check us out on iTunes, leave us a review, will you, or rate the show? We uh, often appreciate such activities. I also believe that there's a critical and flash mob coming out soon. There is. Uh, we're gonna just show up in a, in a grocery store buying groceries and start talking about movies. Yeah. While we're buying groceries, and right. hopefully, you know, people listen. Just how we feel about the show most nights. Um, let's talk and hopefully people will listen. That was the original title of Critical End. <laughs> I still think we should have that title. All right, let's change it back. Um, and that's all I've got to say about that, except see Inception. Solid already. Why are you telling me that? <laughs> oh, you're right. Never mind. Sorry.